Welcome to today's episode of our podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're diving deep into the fascinating world of AI-generated art. The specific paper we're discussing is The Chosen One, Consistent Characters in Text-to-Image Diffusion Models. This paper is significant because it tackles a common issue in text-to-image AI models, consistency. We've seen how text-to-image technology can create stunning visuals from textual descriptions. But when it comes to depicting a single character in multiple images, things get tricky. Exactly, Tom. The crux of the problem is this. Current text-to-image models might generate different versions of what's supposed to be the same character. That's a big no-no for applications like storytelling, where you want the same character on different pages. Key concepts here include text-to-image generation models and text-to-image diffusion models, which are subcategories. Diffusion models generate images by starting with noise and gradually shaping it into a coherent picture guided by a textual prompt. The complex vocabulary terms like clustering, Euclidean space, and convergence appear throughout the paper. Clustering is about grouping similar items together, Euclidean space is the geometric framework we're familiar with, and convergence is achieving a stable solution to a problem. Moving to the core of the paper, the researchers focused on automatic generation of consistent characters from a text description without needing multiple pre-existing images or manual tinkering. Their approach? A novel iterative procedure. They generate a bunch of images from a prompt, identify groups of images with similar traits, and refine these clusters to form a more consistent identity. By iterating this process, the model learns to produce more uniform characters. The results were impressive. Their method found the right balance between staying true to the prompt and ensuring character identity consistency. A user study confirmed the effectiveness of their approach, and they even provided applications to demonstrate its practical utility. Which brings us to implications and applications. The impact of this research on the field is substantial. It directly addresses the need for consistency in automated content creation, benefiting sectors like gaming, advertising, and even education. In conclusion, Jen, this paper takes a significant leap towards resolving a major hurdle in text-to-image technology. It shows that with careful design, models can generate unique characters consistently across various contexts, a step forward in automated visual storytelling and beyond. I couldn't agree more, Tom. This paper is not just a milestone for AI and art. It might redefine how we create and interact with visual stories in the future. Fantastic work by the team behind The Chosen One. That wraps up today's episode. Thanks for joining us. Have you ever wanted to travel back to the age of the dinosaurs, Jen? Oh, absolutely, Tom, but only if I can ride in a spaceship that sounds like it's going to fall apart at any moment. Well, you're in luck, because today's episode is brought to you by Rusty Spaceship Time Travel Tours, Inc. That's right. Why go for boring, reliable time travel when you can add the thrill of the unexpected to your trip? With their flagship vessel, the Chrono Creeker, you're not just going back in time, you're taking a gamble. Forget seatbelts, the Chrono Creekers got seat rust. And who needs a predictable itinerary? With rusty spaceship tours, you might aim for the Jurassic, but end up in the disco era. Embrace the creek, feel the squeak, as you launch into a time travel adventure that guarantees chronological confusion.
So if you like your travel plans with a dash of chaos and a sprinkle of oops, book your trip with Rusty Spaceship Time Travel Tours, Inc. Remember, it's not just a journey. It's a what era is this again? <laughs> Head to RustySpaceshipTours.com and use the promo code TIMEWARP for a 10% chance at the destination of your choice. That's 90% excitement guaranteed. Rusty Spaceship Travel Tours, Inc. Embrace the rust, trust in dust. Or is it rust in dust? Anyway, you might just meet your great-grandpa or a T-Rex. Hello, podcast world. Welcome back to another episode where we delve into the fascinating universe of technology and innovation. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen, ready to embark on today's exciting journey into the realm of computer vision, and specifically, traffic video object detection. That's right, Jen. Today, we're dissecting a riveting paper titled Traffic Video Object Detection Using Motion Prior, hailing from some of the sharpest minds at the University of Cambridge, Microsoft Cloud Plus AI, and GSK. To give you some context, folks, this paper is a game changer in the field of traffic monitoring and management. It leverages the predictability of object movement in traffic videos to enhance object detection accuracy, something profoundly significant for applications like autonomous vehicles. Absolutely, Jen. Before we dive deeper, let's set the stage with some key concepts. Traffic video object detection is a specialized branch of video object detection where the objective is to identify and track objects such as vehicles, pedestrians, and road signs from video footage typically obtained from stationary cameras installed along roads. Which brings us to motion prior. It's an assumption based on the observed behavior that in traffic videos, objects often move along a predictable path, say vehicles on a straight lane. This paper aims to exploit this trait to improve detection results beyond the current state-of-the-art methods. So our core discussion will unravel the objectives of the research, the methodology adopted, their novel techniques, and of course, the results they obtained. After all that brain work, we'll reflect on the potential impact these findings could have on traffic management systems, the field of computer vision, and even in real-world applications. And lastly, we'll wrap things up with our personal reflections, how this paper contributes to a broader discussion about technology's role in public safety and urban planning. This episode requires some complex vocabulary unpacking. For starters, Terms like trajectory, self-attention module, and pseudo-labeling will be commonplace. Fear not, we'll break these down as we go. So brace yourself for a deep dive into traffic video object detection using motion prior, as we explore how motion plays a crucial role in today's AI-driven traffic systems. And remember, no matter how complex the road seems, we're here to guide you through it with illuminating explanations and insights. Stay tuned. Do you ever look at your bushy-tailed buddy and think, you, my fine furry friend, need a little pizzazz? Well, you're in luck because Squirrely Gears and Tails Emporium is the place where your squirrel's steampunk dreams come to life. Imagine your squirrel strutting their stuff in the park, sporting the acornomatic time-traveling waistcoat. It's got more pockets than a pool table for those precious nuts and a chronometer to make them late for absolutely everything. Because who cares about time when you're this stylish? But hold on to your hats, folks. It gets nuttier. Introducing the gear-driven tailcoat that twirls so vigorously, it might just create its own mini tornado. Perfect for when your squirrel wants to make an entrance, 
or just needs to dry off after a light drizzle. And for the intellectual squirrel, the brass monocle will have them reading tiny squirrel newspapers and scoffing at the lack of serious acorn coverage. So scamper on down to Squirrely Gears and Tails Emporium, the go-to destination for squirrels that give a twitch about fashion. Because your squirrel isn't just any squirrel, they're a steampunk sensation in the making. Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen, excited to delve into today's thought-provoking topic with all of you. Today, we are diving deep into a significant advancement in computer graphics and neural rendering, specifically a breakthrough presented in the paper Adaptive Shells for Efficient Neural Radiance Field Rendering. Before we get into the meat of it, let's set the stage with some contextual background. Neural radiance fields, or NERFs for short, have been a real game changer in creating photorealistic 3D scenes. Absolutely, Jen. They essentially allow us to synthesize new views of complex scenes by understanding the light that travels through space. But while NERFs are revolutionary, they're notoriously computing heavy. And that's where our paper comes in. The field has seen a pressing need for a method that maintains the visual fidelity of NERFs, but at a speed that could allow for real-time applications, like gaming or VR. On to the key concepts from the paper. At its core, it deals with volumetric rendering, which involves calculating light interactions in a 3D space, not just on surfaces like traditional 3D rendering. The paper introduces adaptive shells, a method that intelligently decides where to perform this complex rendering. It's about being efficient, rendering in detail where needed and not where it's not. Now, for some of the complex vocabulary used, bounding mesh, kernel size, volumetric regions, and spatially varying kernel are some of the terms that pop up. A kernel here refers to how spread out the rendering calculations need to be in 3D space. With that groundwork laid, let's move into the core of the research paper. Their objective was to create a method that adapts the rendering process to the complexity of different regions within a scene. Traditionally, gen nerfs would sample light at many points along array in 3D space. But many of these samples might end up being redundant, especially in areas that are not visually complex. Right, Tom. The methodology introduced uses something called a spatially varying kernel size, which adjusts this sampling process based on the region's complexity. High complexity, like foliage or hair, gets more samples. Low complexity, like flat surfaces, gets fewer. And the results, Jen, they're very promising. The paper's technique leads to a drastic reduction in the number of samples required, meaning faster rendering, without a noticeable drop in visual quality. Looking at implications and applications, this method could push forward real-time rendering of NERFs, making them practical for everyday use in interactive applications. In conclusion, the paper presents a leap forward in efficiency for NERF rendering. By adapting the rendering process to the complexity of the content, they've made strides towards making NERFs viable for real-time applications. And from a personal reflection standpoint, it's incredibly exciting to think about how this could change the landscape of content creation, Tom. Games, virtual reality, and film could all benefit immensely from this kind of technology. Indeed, Jen. The implications are vast, and it seems we're just scratching the surface of practical, real-time, photorealistic rendering. That wraps up our detailed examination of adaptive shells for efficient neural radiance field rendering. 
Thanks for joining us on this explorative journey. Until next time, keep pondering the boundless implications of tech advancements in our world. Are your nights filled with more bumps than a teenager's forehead before prom night? Does your silverware keep getting rearranged by mischievous invisible hands? Well, don't you worry your headless horseman about it anymore. Because Ghoul Duster Ghostbusting Galore is here to turn your haunted house into a ghost-free habitat quicker than you can say, boo. That's right, Jen. With Dr. Casper Van Spook and his team wielding the almighty Poltervac, you'll be saying goodbye to ghosts. And hello to Harmony, and the best part, the spook-spangled spectacle. Imagine, your very own light show where your former phantoms become the main event. They say you can't get a good show and ghost control in one package. But they haven't met the Ghoul Duster Gang, where each specter gets a spectacular, wait for it, spectorectomy. Ensuring the only thing haunting your house will be the echo of your own applause. Call Ghoul Duster Ghostbusting Galore Inc. today and reclaim that eerie estate without losing your spirit, or should I say, without it losing you. Ha, good one, Jen. So folks, kick those cryptic critters to the cosmic curb. Tom and Jen with Ghoul Duster Ghostbusting Galore, Inc., where specters get the spectorectomy. Welcome to today's episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we're diving into an exciting development in the field of machine learning, specifically within the realm of multi-agent reinforcement learning, MARL. We're unwrapping the paper Jack's MARL, Multi-Agent RL Environments in Jacks. That's right, folks. This is groundbreaking stuff. Let's get started by setting the scene with a bit of context. Reinforcement learning is a type of machine learning where an agent learns to make decisions by performing actions in an environment to achieve some goals. And multi-agent reinforcement learning, MARL for short, extends this to scenarios with multiple agents, each learning and making decisions. Think complex dynamic systems like traffic flow or financial markets. Why is this paper significant? Well, traditionally, RL environments run on the CPU, limiting scalability, especially in academic settings with limited computing power. But there's been an advancement, JAX. It's a library that enables hardware acceleration, which is a game changer for running massively parallel RL training pipelines and environments. JAXMARL is essentially the first open source code base combining easy usage with this kind of GPU efficiency. Plus, it supports numerous popular MARL environments and baseline algorithms. When it comes down to the nitty gritty, this means they've seen speed ups to the tune of 12,500 times faster than previous methods. That's not a typo, folks. 12,500 times. Amazing, Jen. Now, to make the scientific jargon accessible, let's break down some complex vocabulary before we advance. Starting with reinforcement learning, or RL. It's like teaching a dog tricks, but in a computer simulation. The dog or agent learns what to do to get the treat or reward by trial and error. And Jax isn't the name of the dog. It's a software library that can speed up those calculations needed for learning by using GPUs, graphics cards. GPUs are known for rendering your favorite video game graphics, but they can also turbocharge scientific computations. Now let's get to the core of JAXMARL. The paper describes a cornucopia of environments ranging from the cooperative tasks like Overcooked to complex games like Hanabi, a variety of scenarios that would make your head spin. 
and methodology-wise, the team underpinning Jack's model utilized Jack's powers for function transformations, vectorization, parallelism, automatic differentiation, and JIT compilation are four major spells cast by the wizards behind Jack's. Result-wise, the speed and efficiency here can't be understated. Wall clock time for training was reduced enormously, making it feasible for the research community to test and iterate at a previously unreachable pace. Right, Tom. Now what does this mean for the world of multi-agent reinforcement learning? The implications are far-reaching. This approach democratizes access to efficient large-scale RL research. The conclusions we draw from this paper revolve around efficiency and accessibility. Jacksmall could inspire new methods, enable complex research experiments, and generally push the boundaries of what's possible in the field. So what are our personal reflections? I think it's safe to say we are both impressed with the scalability and the speed that Jacksmall brings to the table. Absolutely, Jen. It's a leap forward for AI research, allowing for quicker innovation cycles and more robust validation of new techniques. The Jacksmarl Library could be the catalyst for a wave of new discoveries in multi-agent systems. And that wraps up our detailed discussion on Jacksmarl, a library that's not just another tool, but a revolutionary step that could shape the future of Marl research. Don't forget to check out the open source code on GitHub and maybe even contribute to this fast-evolving field. If you loved today's deep dive, make sure to subscribe to our podcast. We'll be back with more episodes that turn complex scientific papers into understandable and entertaining sessions. Have you ever feared your computer could be hacked as easily as a bear swiping through your garbage? Worry no more because Cybermoose Binary Antlers Inc. is here to save the cyber day. Picture this a moose. Mighty and majestic, now cyber-enhanced and ready to tackle the toughest of digital dilemmas. With antlers reaching into the sky, acting as satellite dishes and Wi-Fi antennas, they're not just picking up nature calls, they're picking up hacker trails. And don't get me started on the antler firewall. It's like if Mother Nature had a degree in cybersecurity and decided antlers should not only fight off rivals, but also fend off viruses. Plus those biometric hoofprint scanners? I've never felt more secure than after a firm moose hoof handshake. And let's talk moose code encryption. You thought your emails were safe behind a regular old password? Try cracking a code only a moose knows. So if you want your data to stay as pristine as the untouched Canadian tundra, bite into the wilderness with CyberMoose Binary Antlers Inc. Where the only thing more impenetrable than our security is trying to understand how we came up with this stuff in the first place. Head on over to Cybermoose, that's M-O-O-S-E dot com, because when it comes to protection, Tom and Jen, nothing says secure like a thousand pounds of cybernetic wildlife. Welcome back, everyone, to another deep dive episode of our podcast, where we break down complex scientific advances for you, our curious listeners. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today's topic is a particularly exciting one from the realm of artificial intelligence and image editing. We're discussing a groundbreaking paper titled EmuEdit, Precise Image Editing via Recognition and Generation Tasks. That's right, Jen. This paper is a big deal in the field of AI and computer vision because it tackles a significant challenge, instruction-based image editing using natural language. So let's set the stage here. What exactly is instruction-based image editing? Well. 
Think of it as telling a computer to edit an image using a simple statement like, dress the emu with a fireman outfit, and the computer understands and executes that change right before your eyes. That sounds like magic, but as we know, it's the result of some pretty sophisticated algorithms. To understand why this paper is significant, we should first explain the status quo before EmuEdit came along. Absolutely. Before EmuEdit, models like InstructPix2Pix existed. They aimed to follow any given instruction, but often struggled to do so accurately. Plus, they were limited in their ability to generalize, often failing on tasks that deviated slightly from what they had been trained on. That's where EmuEdit comes in as a game changer. It's the first image editing model trained on an extensive set of tasks, not just editing, but also computer vision tasks, which we'll get into shortly. To achieve this, the team behind EmuEdit has made two key contributions, training the model across a wide range of distinct image editing tasks and introducing the concept of learned task embeddings. Now, before we dive into the methodology and implications, let's clear up some complex vocabulary for our listeners. When the paper talks about multitask learning, it refers to the model's ability to learn how to perform many different tasks simultaneously, like editing different regions of an image or understanding entire scenes. And task embeddings. That's a fancy way of saying the model has learned a unique code for each type of task, which helps it understand what kind of edit it needs to perform. Think of it as the model having a secret decoder ring for each editing instruction it receives. The paper's core discussion revolves around how the researchers trained this multitask behemoth. They put together an enormous data set, meticulously curated for each type of task, ensuring a diverse range of high-quality examples. And the results? Well, they speak for themselves. EmuEdit set new records for instruction-based image editing. It could accurately execute instructions and maintain the visual integrity of the original images, which wasn't quite the case with previous models. This model doesn't just rest on its laurels either. The researchers showcase that with a little additional tweaking, what they call task inversion, EmuEdit could quickly adapt to new tasks like image inpainting and super resolution. That's amazing because it suggests the model has the potential to keep learning and adapting, even to tasks it wasn't originally trained for. Now, Jen, let's look at the potential impact. Bringing a technology like EmuEdit to the market could theoretically democratize graphic design, making it more accessible to everyone. It's not just about ease of use, though. By combining editing and recognition tasks, EmuEdit could also pave the way for more intuitive human-computer interactions in graphic design. In conclusion, our journey through the paper, Emu, Edit, Precise Image Editing via Recognition and Generation Tasks has been an enlightening one. The technological leap it represents in AI-driven image editing is truly impressive. And it's not just a leap. It's a potential springboard for future advancements in AI, machine learning, and graphic design. EmuEdit might just be the beginning of a revolution in how we interact with machines to create and manipulate images. That's all for this episode. We hope you enjoyed this exploration into the frontiers of AI and image editing. Until next time, keep those neurons firing and curiosity thriving. See you soon. Are you tired of building on the boring flat ground? Well, strap on your jetpacks, folks, because we're defying the mainstream, quite literally. Introducing Graviton Melder & Sons Cosmic Cement Co. Where your foundations don't just sit there, they soar.
Want a driveway that spirals up to your floating villa? Or how about a swimming pool that hovers just high enough to give the birds a scare? No need for stilts or supporting beams. Our cosmic cement mixes the impossible with the improbable. And the only thing we can't lift is your spirit. Because with us, it's already sky high. So construct with us and let's break the bonds of tradition and gravity. Graviton Melder & Sons Cosmic Cement Co. Taking your architecture to new heights. Because why build on Earth? When you can build in the heavens. Disclaimer, cosmic cement may cause dizziness to birds and envy in neighbors. Local zoning laws may apply. Always mix with caution and wonder. Thank you.